on a homeowner's best friend. Yes, we are. It's what we try to do every single day of the year, not just on Saturdays, but all week long. But on Saturdays, we show up here at the studio to broadcast live to address in real time any question, dilemma you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. And our first assignment of the morning is to fill your heart with the desire, the motivation, and the ambition to get it done. The second part of the assignment, the second part of the assignment is to pack your brains with the knowledge, the tips, and the tricks of the trade so you can get it done Rosie Wright. So, you have a home or you want to buy a home? Any question you've got about your Arizona house, home, castle, or cabin, you can reach us right now by dialing one 767 4348 This is the Valentine's Day Preparation Special Edition broadcast of Rosie on the House. And for you guys that may want to take a step up, and show an extra level, extra measure of appreciation for the Valentine in your life, I would encourage you to go to theforeverrose.com and use the promo code HEARTROSIE, H-E-A-R-T-R-O-S-I-E, for a discount. And you've got time now to do it today. Order that gold rose, have it shipped to your office, not to your home, and then you'd have a special little gift to give that special woman in your life. And for those gals that are looking for a gift, go to rosieonthehouse.com, get to the e-commerce store. There ain't a guy in town that wouldn't want one of those Rosie on the House leather-wrapped S-wing hammers. That's, that is a handsome hammer. And we've got tools at the Rosie on the House e-commerce store, all made in America. Some come with the Rosie on the House logo. So show your extra special appreciation for that honeydew man or gal in your life. You there's, order that rose, by the way, there's a bonus involved. You get $10 off using the code HEARTROSIE. HEARTROSIE. Right. But that, you're automatically qualified once you make your purchase to win a 24-carat rose of your own. There you go. And it's only cost you free. TheForeverRose.com. That's the, there you go. All right. Well, we've got callers loading up. Let's see if we can take Fred first. Let's welcome Fred to the conversation. Good morning, Fred. Thank you for your patience. Hello, Rosie. First time, long time. Hey, hey thanks for calling. Rosie, uh, we have a flat top roof with parapets here and carefree. Okay. Now, we are getting leaks on inside walls between the paint and the sheetrock. Yep. And I can't tell if it's the uh, parapets that are leaking or if the roof that's leaking. Okay. It could. Uh, I have had numerous people out. I had stucco efforts, experts out to look at the parapets. I've had roofing experts out to look at the roof. Okay. Nobody can really tell me uh, what causes it. And so I'm asking you for some advice. Maybe you get it. You, you know of an expert. Okay. That can marry the two together and help me. Yeah, I'm willing to cut holes in the roof and the ceiling because I've done it many times before, and I found a lot of the leaks. But some of these leaks are very mysterious. What's what I is the what's the vintage of your home, Fred? Two thousand two. Okay. 
Um, and it's just I have an 18 inch crawl space, Rosie. The oh. trusses are 18, inch, 18 or 24 inches. So there's not much room in there. Well, there's not much, but there's more than in a lot of flat homes. That actually helps a bit. We won't need to cut any holes in your drywall ceiling. Although I would like to know when you have done that in the past, what you've seen now, nine, 2002, is that a flat foam roof or is it a bitchethane roof? No, it's flat foam. Okay. And then has it been resealed since it was built in 2002? It has not been refoamed, but okay. I had it recoated. The last time I had it recoated was silicone roofing, and that seemed to take care of all the leaks out in what I call the field areas or the areas not near the parapet. Okay. Well, you asked, you asked for an expert to help you. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do, Fred. It sounds like you're a pretty handy guy. Um, and this, this is the wonder of technology that's going to help me so much. Ordinarily, in the years gone by, I'd say, Fred, let me just get your number. Let me drive out there and see. I'm in Carefree Cave Creek area all the time. Uh, but what I'd like for you to do is let's get you up on the roof and film the transition area between the parapet and the foam roof. Let me see what that Z uh, flashing looks like. Uh, let me see how it was properly applied. I will Zoom call my roofing experts and my stucking, stucco experts, and we'll put our three or four heads together watching the video you send us, and I'll bet you dimes to donuts we can probably diagnose it off that video. So if you'll send that, uh, and you can send it to uh, rosieonthehouse.com and just label it, uh, Cave Creek Leaky Roof, and then my staff will know to watch for that and shoot it right straight to me. I'll get it. I'll zoom it with my experts, and we'll solve it for you. So you're going to be glad you called because we are going to solve that dilemma for you. And for all of you other listeners that are uh, considering uh, what kinds of home you might want to live in, I live in a flat home, a flat roof home, territorial style, parapet roofs, foam roof. I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, if you're in love with that territorial style, you're in love with the most expensive architectural style of home in Arizona. In particular, if it's got wood vegas sticking in or out of it anywhere. So uh, I in, in the home, Jennifer and I are just now getting ready to remodel. And I'm, I'm going to give her a new home to live in here after about 40 years in the same home. I'm actually going to remodel one for her and we're going to move it's going to be a pitched roof with big eaves and overhangs and it's going to be all masonry <laughs> i promise you that fred you get us that video and i promise you we'll put our heads together and get it solved for you hey real quick we received follow-up we love hearing back from our homeowners after they uh, either use some do-it-yourself advice or one of our partners and in this such case uh the Wolf family said, hello, guys. In early December, uh, we chose Tree Amigos to trim our trees. The work was done today. Please know we're very happy with them. Showed up on time. We're prepared and cleaned up when they were finished. All seemed to be knowledgeable and were quite pleasant. We like supporting small businesses. Uh, how would we give them a review? Well, oh, wow. we all of our reviews go back through the guild quality. So what we do is we send you a link either text or email, however we're communicating. And then what the guild quality does is it verifies that this homeowner had work done by this contractor. It's not just this open form, uh, 
you know, anybody can say anything. I mean, you go to our Google reviews at Rosie the first thing that comes up is for some coffee shop. And we've even notified <laughs> the person that wrote review, uh, this isn't the coffee shop, and we've notified Google, uh, this doesn't apply to our business. Like, well, it doesn't break our code of standards. They're not saying anything bad, so we're not going to do anything about it. So it's it's verified third-party uh, reviews and surveys. So uh, if you do use one of our contractors, that's all we ask is just – Fill out one of these uh, guild quality customer survey and reviews, and it helps us and our quality control with the referral network. We have Miss uh, Ruthie on hold, and I'm going to ask Ruthie just to hold a little bit longer because I want to address all of you that are listening to us from home. I want you to move over to your computer, and I want you to log on to Rosie on the House Facebook. Ruthie has sent us pictures about drywall cracks in her home and you may be experiencing the same thing when we get back from this short station break i'm gonna bring ruthie on and i'm gonna talk through the pictures you can see so it can be one of the rosie on the house show and tell episodes but you've got to get to your computer log on to rosie on the house and find ruthie's pictures of the cracking drywall in her home. And I'm going to talk through what she does have to worry about and what she doesn't have to worry about. One of the other questions we received this week from Mesa, they said, I have a patio cover that's a drywall ceiling, and it always is a maintenance issue. I was looking for an alternative replacement ceiling, such as aluminum solid panel soffit. Well, that is an option, and we have a couple contractors that would do that for you. But for those of you that have the drywall ceiling, let me just give you a little tip. The drywall ceiling is uh, probably not hung with moisture-resistant board, which it should have been. It should have been a blue drywall board, not a white drywall board. And then when we hang drywall outside, we'll generally put some additive into the drywall joint compound that makes it a bit more moisture-resistant as we're doing the tape. And after we tape and texture it, then we apply two coats of exterior acrylic paint to that drywall surface, two good coats. But here's the trick. The edges of that drywall going all the way around the edges of the patio, where it butts up against the house, where it butts up against the barge rafter, where it butts up against the fascia, that's exposed to drywall that in a high humidity situation will act like a sponge. And that's where the paint and the drywall generally starts failing first. So what you've got to do, After the two coats of good exterior paint, take a good bead of caulk and seal that outside edge of the sheetrock. Allow that to dry and then come back and cut in one more time that final layer of paint. That's going to take your drywall ceiling from lasting three to five years to lasting 10 to 15 years. And it is an excellent option. But as you say... You may want to get rid of it altogether and go to a some kind of panel soffit. We'll send you the contractors that are Rosie certified that can give you those options. With all that said, we'll be back. Get to your computers, get to Facebook, get to Rosie on the house, and we're going to take a look at Ruthie's drywall cracks and talk through them whether she does or doesn't have anything to worry about. I said it. What'd I told you, you where we were going. Told you what we were going to do. But. But. 
I'm going to preempt you just for for a segment here. We're going to get back to Ruthie in the third segment. But I have somebody really special I'd like to introduce to our listeners if they haven't heard of her before. Her name is Dory Morales. She's the publisher of Green Living Magazine. And if you haven't seen a copy, they are just great and full of wonderful articles. And along the topic, lots of different topics, but ties in well with what we're talking about today as far as... um, sustainability and recycling. And I, hey, Dory, you, you able to join us for a few minutes here? I am. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here. We are excited to have you, Dory. So why don't you let um, people know who have not heard of the magazine, what your vision is? What is the purpose? We are an eco-conscious lifestyle magazine, and we're we, our vision and mission is to inform and educate people to make eco-conscious choices for a healthy life and healthy planet. And that covers the gamut. I mean, you, you have all kinds of stuff on there. You, you guys had a great uh, seminar, right, that you just wrapped up, and it was all kinds of things that, uh, as far as even things like um, fermenting your food and all kinds of things that would tie into kind of that healthy lifestyle. We had an expo that was how to be um, a health or back to basics, how to be a healthy human and everything from the power of your microbiome to how stem cells dissolve sugar in your body and um, how to ferment your own food and so much more. I love that. A healthy human. We all want to be healthy humans, don't we? Um, we do. <laughs> so I wanted your I um, you and I were talking this week, and you mentioned that you had just been emceeing a special event uh, along the lines of what we're talking about for, but on not on a residential level, on a business level. Can you tell us a little bit about that event and what kind of things that you you saw that were encouraging? Definitely, the city of Phoenix, their public works department. Um, has a green business leaders program and we've worked um, green living magazine has worked with them since 2017 we've helped them actually plan their event and they asked me to speak at the event about partnerships but they have about 115 or over 100 businesses that you fill out a checklist and you have to um, divert waste and they have some different topics with water and energy efficiency as well and you sign up to become a green business leader and then how many different things that you do on the checklist is whether you get like a gold or a platinum um, award and so it was a green award ceremony and Mayor Gallego was there and they presented all the green business leaders their different awards. So those aren't necessarily businesses that are involved in that industry but they are businesses who are recycling and what what did you see any type of business it could be a law firm Um, footprint is also one of the green business leaders as well as Nicola to local first Arizona so it could be you don't have to be in the food and catering business you could be any business but you have to monitor your waste on a monthly basis and then turn in your report and so how many so there's a hundred and some hundred and some that, that have participated. So it must be a growing uh, desire for companies to be involved in that. I would imagine next Definitely. year would be more, right? Yeah. Yes. They keep growing every year. Oh, that's awesome. How, how would someone get a hold of the magazine? They would be able to pick up the magazine at Whole Foods or Albertsons or Safeway or anything, anywhere that really meets 
green living lifestyle. So gluten-free restaurants, vegan restaurants, local coffee shops, green dry cleaners, hiking, biking stores. And then they could also go to our website, greenlivingmag.com. And we have a current issue available for people to read on our website. Yes, yeah, what am I? informative articles, similar to the informative informative articles on Rosie on the house as well. <laughs> well, yours is one of my favorite to pick up. I always, I love magazines and yours is one of my favorites. And uh, Dory, another thing we were talking about too, um, uh, and that we had an interview earlier with um, Jeremy of Republic Services, is a, kind of a new trend towards composting as a community. And you've, you've joined up for something. Tell us about that real quick. Um, I've been working with our city and they would pick up your compost. You'd put in your fruits and vegetables into a bucket and they would pick it up. But they've partnered with a company called Mill and they actually have a composting machine that you can get delivered to your home. And they have a 30 day free trial right now. So you can actually, um, put your compost into the bin and then it turns into dirt and then Recycled City will come pick it up at your house and then they use the compost in local farms um, in South Phoenix. And you can also or, order um, farm fresh food from them as well, like a farm bus. So it's pretty much like the whole, the whole circular cycle of food waste. Wow. When you, when you figure it out, just the efficiencies of, of finishing the cycle of a product is so exciting. Jennifer, I remember the first time you saw this magazine, we were actually shopping at a grocery store in Tucson looking for mesquite tortillas. <laughs> and, and we found them, and this magazine was right there on the way out, and you've, you've been reading that magazine for uh, ever since. Yeah, I hope, I hope our listeners, listeners will um, pick up a copy just when you go to the grocery store, basically. And uh, just, there's opportunities in there. There's education, interesting articles, you know, everything from re- repurposing, reusing, recycling. Dory, thanks a bunch for joining us. Now, the rest of you listeners, I told you we'd be going to Facebook. I promise when we get back from this next short station break, I'm bringing Ruthie in, and we're going to be looking at the drywall cracks at her house, what she does and doesn't have to worry about. You can join me in the Show and Tell segment. If you go to your website now, log on to Rosie on the House Facebook. The pictures are right there. We'll have a Show and Tell segment right after this, and I'll also be answering the question, Rosie, what do you think of ceramic elastomeric paint oh yeah we also have a lot of pairs day passes to uh the golf thing coming up the phoenix open that one waste management we're bringing back show and tell to rosie on the house Let's bring Ruthie into the conversation. She's uh, participated with us uh, very, very cooperatively this morning. I've asked her. She had questions about cracks of drywall in her house, and Jennifer arranged to have Ruthie send some photographs of these cracks. Jennifer then posted them to Facebook at Rosie on the House, and I see we're already getting a couple responses uh, the con- the question is, have you seen cracks like this in your ceiling? Tune in. Rosie will talk through them. So, Miss Ruthie, how long have you been in this house? 26 years. And is this a new dilemma, or is it one that's been slowly getting worse over the last few years? I think it has been 
slowly getting worse. Okay. Generally speaking, what I tell all the Arizona homeowners, and I'm looking, uh, I can tell this is the garage, and you say, Rosie, how can you tell that? Well, there's overhead garage door operator hanging from the ceiling. So there's a... So that, the, was my, that was my first le- little leak right there. It was a little bubble, and I popped it with a with a, a broom handle. Good. And hardly any water came out, just a tiny bit. But that... That was my first indication. I started looking around inside my house then. And in that garage ceiling, you, as well as everybody else that's watching this, can take a look at the scuttle hole that's in that ceiling. Ruthie, when you've got a leak like that, generally speaking, if you'll get up in the attic or send someone up in the attic with a flashlight and get over the area where the, sh- where the leak manifested itself, you can then turn the flashlight up towards the roof and take a look at where it left water stains. Wherever that water came in, it left water stains. And that'll kind of give you a clue as to where the leak is. But that leak and that water pocket isn't what's causing these cracks because if water was this long crack that imagine that door right there is the door that goes into your kitchen right you well, not, i don't i can't have, I don't have the photos right in front of you yeah, you have Most one everything else is inside. Yeah. You have one very long crack that goes straight all the way across the garage and it's very straight. It follows the drywall joint. If that was a water caused leak, that tape would have fallen down from the ceiling and you'd have big voids of paint and whatnot. This is a this is a stress crack. Then you take a look at the pictures you've sent me on the inside corner where the garage ceiling meets the garage walls, and you've got a lot of cracking right there at that joint. And I tell people, when you see a crack like that, if it's the width of a pencil lead, you probably don't have much to worry about. But if it's any wider than that, we're probably experiencing some kind of stress. And the fact that you have this crack going all the way across the garage ceiling perfectly straight means there is some stress, but it's not very much because it's not cracking the sheetrock. It's just cracking the drywall tape. So I don't think you have a lot to worry about from what I'm looking at here. If you've noticed it just becoming a little bit worse in the last few months, the last year, I would tell you, take these photographs and archive them. And then take these photographs in exactly the same locations in about six months. And let's see if there's any movement. And if there's not, then we can probably solve all your dilemmas with uh, some uh, proper applications and preparations with elastomeric caulk, crack filler, and paint. And I think your dilemma could very well be taken care of. So that's the advantage of the technology we've got available to us now. And we're always trying to evolve with what's available. And ordinarily, uh, I would be on the road two days a week after every broadcast, going around and meeting people at their homes to take a look, like the call from Cave Creek earlier. He's going to send me a video. We're going to solve that with a video conference among my experts. So we may change the way we're getting you answers, but you can always count on us to get you the answer. One of the qu- I got two great questions this week from David. He called, he actually wrote in, he says, Rosie, I've been super cooling for years and I can't believe the money I've saved. 
But have you ever tried superheating? I, 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 I almost, um, I, I almost like dry heave when I hear, why would you want to superheat? And he, but he's got a point, and I spent some time talking to him okay. about how he takes his day of use, time of use, APS uh, power program, and saves a boatload of money all winter long. So I want to talk about that, and I want to thank Dave publicly for sending in the data that I was able to study. But before we go there, I'm being asked all the time, Rosie, what's your opinion of ceramic elastomeric paint put on the outside of a house? Any of you regular listeners know I am not a fan of elastomeric paint, generally speaking. It can go fine on top of a foam roof. It can be used specifically in particular problematic areas. But it is the equivalent of putting a raincoat, solid raincoat, on your house. It allows no pers- uh, perspiration. It allows no vapor mitigation or migration through the exterior wall. And that isn't particularly good, okay? I will confess that my company made a pretty good amount of money back in the early 90s painting homes that we remodeled with elastomeric paint. And I will tell you, just like I told every one of those homeowners, I made more money five or eight or nine years later, going in, ripping the elastomeric off the house and repainting it with 100% acrylic paint. So I've seen the failures of ceramic paint. I don't like putting a non-breathable raincoat over the entire cover of my house. I especially don't like it anytime that paint meets a dissimilar material, like an aluminum window frame or a wood door frame or a a bar drafter. But here's the real dilemma. It really can be as simple as math. If you'll get a quote for a 100% acrylic paint job on your home, and there are companies out there right now, one in particular, the Arizona Paint Company, that will guarantee the job for 10 years. Get that quote. And then if you're interested about what a ceramic paint job could possibly how that would compare go ahead and get that quote there some of the suppliers and manufacturers installers of that ceramic paint are giving you a 25 year warranty so in my mind it's a simple math problem take the acrylic stucco paint job multiply it times 2.5 and see what you're going to be better off doing repainting every seven to ten years or paying now for a 25-year paint job. It's simple math. And that's all I would ask you to do before you would proceed. So let me go back to this superheating question. So Dave, Roman, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> the man's been in the house since the 70s. Okay. Okay. Prior to supercooling, it's an all-electric home. And that I think that's the only home superheating could work in. If you're dual energy, this isn't going to make much sense for you. It could make a little sense. Could make a little sense. Yeah, if your heating is gas, that's. But if you've got an electric vehicle charger, if you've got an electric oven, if you've got an electric water heater, any of those big consuming electric devices, APS gives you almost free electricity in the winter months between 10 o'clock and 3 o'clock. So if you can dry your clothes, 
charge your car or cook in the oven during those hours, you're paying pennies for electricity. So here's a man that's lived in the same home since the 70s. Okay. Original Gettle air conditioner, right? Like, like all the homes back in the, in the 70s. He was using 36,000 kilowatts of power per year. He went to super cooling in the summer, went to good dual pane windows, went to an upgraded modern high sear rating air conditioner and turned his consumption from 36,000 a year to 13,000. He cut his electric consumption by 60 by almost 66%. Part of the way he did that is he he took the super cooling logic and moved it into the winter season where he asked his heat pump to come on during the super discounted time that APS gives you during the middle of the day. And then he asked the heat pump to shut down all night long. So he'll heat his house to 74, 76 degrees during the day and, and let it go down to 69 or 70 at night. And the heat pump never comes on. He does all his dishwashing, all his clothes dry. His water heater does n- never turns on except during that window. Ooh, man, that would, I don't, I mean, that's great, but man, whew, 74 in the day. Man, I if it was up to me, I would, we wouldn't even turn the heater on at all. I mean, there might have been four days this last January, December, where it was down to like 29 degrees outside and the inside would get close to 50. I'd kick the heater on on those mornings. But, man, for the most part, whew, that would be that would be hard. But So it's the opposite of super cooling, super heating. And, uh, man, if you like living in a hot furnace inside your home, I guess go for it. There are people that do. They're not yeah. all like us. <laughs> Hey, we have one final segment coming up. Superheating kind of offended me because I thought, man, he must be turning up like to 80, 82. But when he came clean and he said, well, I turned it up to 74, 75. I thought, well, that's almost tolerable. <laughs> almost. But so superheating in an all-electric home could work because of APS's winter rates. The super, you have to be on time of use plan, but they give you the electricity at three cents a kilowatt during that one window every single day during the winter months. So there you go. All right. Between now and the end of the broadcast, if you would like to uh, win a pair of tickets to the Phoenix Open, these are general admission tickets, and we've got two uh, tickets per day from Wednesday through Saturday, just text uh, Phoenix Open to 411-923. And we'll just, uh, at the end of the broadcast, we'll pick some uh, phone numbers at random. And you'll actually have to come pick these up because we're not going to have enough time to get them in the mail (laughs) and get them to you. This is the one sporting event that still has physical print tickets where everything else has gone electronic. And something interesting, I was looking at their press release. Uh, They have a, a celebrity golfing event that happens on Wednesday. 
uh, Nick Saban's going to be out there. Oh, cool. <laughs> Along with Larry but, Fitzgerald. Now that he's retired. Put on our LSU stuff and go say hi to him. <laughs> yeah, I love that idea. Oh, gosh. Four. I want to take a minute. I mentioned the upcoming Women in Construction Week that's going to be celebrated. There's an association called the National Association of Women in Construction, NAWIC. And they've been inviting me to join that. I get their mail <laughs> to address to Miss Rosie Romero about once a month. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't think they'll let me join. But I can tell you, if, uh, if any of you gals are considering a great trade, a great career, a great profession, construction is an excellent one. About two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, I mentioned on air that I would pay $1 million to find a woman superintendent to do our remodeling work that was bilingual. And Ted, a longtime listener, called me at the office the next day and said, I'm calling to collect my million dollars. I've got someone I want you to meet. He introduced me to Sephora, and Sephora has become one of the premier superintendents at Rosie Wright Design Build Remodel that we have. And I'm very grateful that Ted is willing to take installments on that $1 million. He gets a little installment every year. <laughs> He's just going to have to live a really long time. <laughs> but I'll, re I'll offer that again. If you're willing to take the same payment plans as Ted, I'll offer you a million dollars. If you can direct a woman who loves construction to Rosie Wright Design Build Remodel. We, we, we are in desperate need of superintendents as our little company continues to grow. We have quite a few women on our um, network, and it Rosie's talking about that because it's our DIY this week. You can find a nice article on the cover, on the homepage of our website and picture of Sephora on the, on the website with a hard hat on, uh, and also pictured as as Becky, Becky um, yeah. from uh, Arizona Chimneys. How, how do they say it now? Arizona Chimney Ducks and, air and ducks. Sweep and Air Ducks. Yeah. 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 Anyway, she's awesome. Becky Darendolf. Just some great quotes on there and ideas if you're looking if you think you might like a job other than sitting at a desk. You know, I was explaining a little bit. Someone asked me about superheating. Someone asked me about ceramic paint. You got a lot of questions this week about sewer line insurance. I, those are, those it, those offers just flooded everybody. Well, they're recently se they're not seasonal. This is like they come in these waves because people get mailings and they're like, "Wow, I don't know if this is real or not. It's only thirty dollars for the year. Is it worth it?" So I I actually reached out to Teresa Crest at Focus um, Insurance to make sure that to see what her her input was. And um, so this is the insurance that we cover the sewer line to your home that connects with the city um, the different policies would cover different things but it covers things like corrosion or collapse or rust so Rosie's thought on it is um, a house that's 50 or 60 years old insurance would be worth it however the things that come in your mail they're from the east coast you don't know the company or if they're going to be there when you actually need it so Teresa let me know that um, actually a lot of the regular homeowner policies now let you buy a rider. She, and she said, actually, we have one on ours, Rosie. We have a, uh, like a $12,000 rider. You can get between ten dollars and $15,000 if your pipes were to collapse or rust. And that is happening and a you're lot. And now at that point, you're dealing with a company you already know, with people you already know, here local. And it still is only $75 a year. So very worth it in that scenario. I love it. 
Yeah. Well, I thank do. you for doing the sure. research on that. Well, what are our takeaways from today's show? I go all the way back to the 8 o'clock outdoor living hour where uh, Farm Bureau was in here talking about using one-fourth the pesticides, one-half the water, doubling the harvest, and that Yuma County, Arizona is harvesting one and a half million salad servings a day. That's impressive. U.S. and Canada. Julie, Julie Murphy just, she blows my mind with these statistics. That's absolutely incredible. That, that's one of my biggest takeaways of the day. That's a big one. And I just love getting to introduce Dory uh, Morales, of publisher of the Green Living magazine to our, to our homeowners, and just hope they'll pick up a copy and really have a fresh appreciation for it if they've never seen it before. And we had some great moisture this week. Uh, yes. You know, we've got a lot of great resources at rosieonthehouse.com. Uh, you know, we, we never know we have a leak until it's leaking. Uh, and, and, of course, then it's at that time everybody wants the roofer out right away. But uh, a lot of our guys do have crews that will come dry in. Uh, I don't know if we're expected to get any more of this yes. atmospheric river pineapple express that's supposed to hit. I think so. Next this week. Po- and I think supposed to be a good one. It's yeah. supposed to be bigger than this one. Yeah. I, so. Ski day. Ski day. <laughs> we'll be, I'm well, going skiing. You know what's really funny about that? On Friday, my email, uh, Snowball Alert, said, we've gotten seven inches in the last 24 hours. Well, today, my Snowball Alert, five inches in the last 24 hours. Love so it. is that 12 inches in the last week? Oh, 48 yeah. hours at Snowball? Yeah. Woo! I've got a nephew who skis all over the western United States, some of the highest class, most expensive places on earth, and he went to Snowball last Monday. I said, Jake, rate it 1 to 10. He said, Rosie, it was a 10. <laughs> I mean, that's from, a, that's from a kid that has skied everywhere. And so we got to get to Mount Lemmon. You and I still haven't skied Mount Lemmon yet.